0: Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast.
1: This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want,
0: where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people.
1: Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster. Where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over
0: it, and
1: get after it.
0: Hey, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. We are back again today with another incredible guest. Welcome
1: to the show. Thank you. Hey, Stephanie. All right. This is Stephanie Julia. Julia is my daughter's name. Uh, (laughs) I love that Julia is your second name. Um, She is a business coach for online fitness coaches and the founder of Catch Flights and Fitness, a profitable passion plus purpose, P3. So she offers aspiring and existing fitness coaches, a clear path to success through one-on-one and group coaching experience, She is a guide for them to scale their energy and their business and make more money without spending more time. We love that. You're speaking our love language. And one cool fact about Stephanie is not only has she been an entrepreneur for 13 years, but she also, or for a while, but you also had a 13-year tenure in Homeland Security Investigations. (laughs) (laughs) Really cool. (laughs) So everybody
2: welcome Stephanie. Thank you so much. Yes, very I guess it it was, it's cool hearing it now, now that I'm like removed from it, but um back then it was just normal world. That was just me and my khakis and polo shirt every day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: And we're really excited because both Lynn and I have a history and a passion for fitness as well. And so we love talking to all things fitness. I've owned multiple and bought and sold and blah, 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 fitness studios, so Definitely love that and we're excited to have
2: you. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Also, catching flights. Uh, hello, your girl lives out of country. We love traveling. I love traveling. <laughs> more, the more
2: flights, the better. That's why the fitness is still my baby. Yeah, still my- love
1: that. So tell us what made you get into, what made you go from Homeland Security Investigations uh, besides you were tired of the polos and the khakis probably to coaching and consulting <laughs> you <Anna. laughs>
2: um so it was very not in, or like unintentional to be quite honest to be frank i was it, but it did come from my experience at hsi um homeland security investigations i uh we mostly are at our desk and I was driving a lot. We we did a lot of surveillance work and driving from at the time I lived in California. We would drive from like the border in Mexico all the way up to LA, like every single week. Um, so I lived like the fast food life, not really taking care of myself. Um, but I was an athlete, I was a collegiate level athlete, and uh I knew what to do. I just couldn't like get it together. I mean. You hear it so much nowadays, but um, I definitely lived in, in multiple periods of my life. And what happened, I decided, or I made the um, revelation that, you know, I'm used to being an athlete with a coach. So what I needed, if I couldn't get a coach in my life, and this is back, and it's, oh, man, I want to say, was, maybe this revelation came like 2011 or something. It was back when online fitness just wasn't a thing. Like it wasn't it wasn't what it is now, Um, but you had Facebook groups, you had group group me, I think was big during that time. That was the very first group I created. And I just wanted to create like a a community of accountability partners. I never trusted like one friend. I needed like co-workers, friends, family, and we all would get together and I would uh, facilitate challenges for years just doing it um, to hold myself accountable and then it just it transitioned to me holding others accountable and because i had that community i felt obligated to you know to teach to learn more about it and and be more intentional about helping them grow cuz i became addicted literally to seeing them reach their goals and winning the challenges and like celebrating their wins so it snowballed after that to oh i'm i'm i have a coaching program now i guess i should monetize this <laughs>
0: So now
2: was, that's a big transition. Yeah, it was a, a a very long transition, but um a, a natural progression to what it is today.
1: I love that, and I love that you're not. And this is no thrown shade at anybody in particular, but I love that you're not a COVID coach. Like there's so many coaches and consultants that were born out of COVID times, and Amanda and I are not. Right? We've been we've been in the business for decades, and <laughs> so I love that you like you have so much experience It was birthed out of a personal need because it brings more connection to it. I love that. Now, now you really work on helping, um, your fitness gurus and coaches and all of that businesses, uh, scale their business without more time. So you're speaking our love language, you're increasing their time worth value. So
2: let's talk a little bit about that. So there's two types of clients that I work with now. One who is used to working in a gym, um they are doing like one-on-one sessions and they're literally tra- trading time for money. So whatever they sell in that hour is what they get and if they can't show up for that hour then they don't get paid. Um and then the other hand is uh folks that were like me where they don't have a choice but to do an online fitness coaching program just because they work full-time or they have a really like crazy schedule and it would be you wouldn't it's like I I always believe I wouldn't be of service if I uh, scheduled a time and said I was going to meet you at the gym at this hour <laughs> like something would come up with the job and I just couldn't do it so online fitness coaching isn't um so much as like a scaling strategy with my clients. It's a uh it's a a, a way of doing what they love in a way that t- takes care of their clients but also takes care of themselves. Um so that's what that's why I really strictly teach online fitness coaching. And how have you found that that is different
0: than when you have clients who, or who have they're brick and mortar. they have to be in present? Like, do you find that there's a difference in mindset or a difference in strategy? How do you find that to balance?
2: You know, it's funny. I, I don't feel like it's uh there isn't that much of a difference in the strategy portion. Um If you really pull back the layers of business strategy and coaching, which you ladies probably like totally agree with me, you can teach anybody to grow to make more money using these strategies i just uh re- i just try to focus on like what i love and what i'm passionate about and attach myself to people that are the same way and you don't really get into personal training or fitness coaching to make a ton of money most like, half the time, I'm trying to crack—I call it—crack their mind and believe that yes, you can make more money, um, because they're doing it because they're so passionate and they love it. So honestly, the the difference in what I teach, because I have some clients who have brick and mortars too, and they just want to create an online fitness coaching program. So I show them how to create the offer, launch it, and scale it using uh like social media marketing. And um, they may, most brick and mortars don't even have like a social media presence strong enough to market their business in that way. So it, it, it they get a win-win on both ends. Okay. So that's why I say the strategy is very similar. The mindset is leveraging, or the difference in mindset is when you come into online fitness coaching or online coaching period, you know you're gonna have to leverage the online space. Like you automatically think, okay, I'm gonna to have to leverage this. But with brick and mortars, you are um leveraging more of the traditional marketing. So funny to say that that
0: most fitness instructors don't get into fitness f- to make money because I feel like I have said that I've had that speech so many times with, with people I've worked with who are like, I just want to do it because I I love fitness and I love helping people. And I'm like, yeah, that's why you started it. But uh, <laughs> Loving people isn't going to pay your bills. So let's monetize and actually make this worth everybody's time.
2: Yes. And I actually want to add to that because that's what brought me to the type of, um, I guess the type of business that I'm running now. Back then that I described to you that story, I wasn't thinking about making money from that program or those offers that I was doing. It took me years to realize Oh, I'm actually because I was exchanging thousands of dollars and wasn't thinking of it, thinking of it. They're thinking of it as a business, and then um, it. I don't. It. I probably should. I wonder what the click was. I just, I just thought I was like, okay, what if I actually did this as this a side hustle or like a way to you know fund my travel or something, pay for pay for like travel money. And then when I really started coaching clients that filled me up, filled my spirit, while dealing with the burnout from being an HSI special agent for so many years, um, I realized I just, I, I wanted to do this. So if if I'm going to do this, I've got to be able to take care of myself and the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to. And that's what I try to, it's exactly it's like, yeah, in the beginning, I thought, what sparked it but um I wasn't going to be able to continue a lifestyle without this five gallery um running challenges in the way that I was it just wasn't happening
1: I love uh, there are a lot of good nuggets in there and actually uh you and Amanda were talking about in the the front part was um there's a book called E-Myth I forget who wrote it but he talks a lot about that and about like the different People get into the business because they're good at that craft, right? And Amanda and I coach our clients around it. She has actually a fitness coach right now that she's navigating around this as well. But um, we get into it because we just love it and we're good at it, but we don't necessarily know how to run the business. We don't know how to do this. And we can't, and even though we might read all these books and do all of this, a lot of people, it's hard for them to move. I think it was Emith. It's hard for them to move out of that quadrant where they are the like, that's their trade. Right. And to be able to like, think like a business person, like you were saying, and to like, take themselves out of it and taking it from people who have actually sold businesses. I'll never forget the first time I was going to sell a business and like having this like deep discussion because I waited till I sold the business to to have this kind of like aha moment, deep discussion with, he was still my husband at the time about like, being detached from the business and being able to kind of like see it as an entity and not as an extension of you and I think that there's that fine balance and you kind of touched on that like having that connection but like being able to see it as a business so that way you can treat it as such and not treat it as an extension of you because you're going to look at it very differently it gives you more of a an outside view so
2: uh, lots of little nuggets in there for our listeners for sure Thank you for packaging that way because that, that blessed me and my soul because <laughs> something that um even within P3, looking at it as a company and not a business. So I have to say, like, this is a company. We are creating a company. We are creating a brand. We, and I want that brand, those brand values to be felt all the way from when you go to my Instagram to when you look at my course to when I show up on a coaching call and, and you have that same, like, vibe. And it's not easy, actually. I, what just came to me, like it took so long to even get that nugget to to um to land. Like, because I'm sure if you said what you just said to me five years ago, I'd have been like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> it won, sure. it And it's like okay, like you don't. Maybe this isn't a discussion that you're necessarily ready for right now, but keep keep. Uh, joining those spaces, keep listening to those things because some sometimes it's at the point that it's uh needed it within um your journey and your life cycle, it's going to hit home and you're going to be ready for it. Like right now I'm I'm like, yeah, I understand like the company value and still being the face, you know, still being the one that shows up and, and the CEO that's like coaching her clients, like still doing that, but still running a company. It's, it's
1: yeah, I love that we, we. Amanda and I talk about all the time about like the side hustle business, and then you just you absolutely said like the next level is looking at as a company, like and I think it's like tiered like that. A lot of people can't jump straight into like building a company; they need a little bit of like a buffer, and either that's a side hustle or or business, and it's very different entities, but they're all still very much the same at the same time. It's really cool that I love that you added that. Yeah, I, uh, a lot of things I've been thinking
0: about because I I sold one of my fitness businesses and it was very like near and dear to my heart. And I had to definitely detach who I was as the owner and operator and like in everybody's face all the time and a business owner who's making a business decision and selling for the sake of the business, really. Like it was the business, it was in the business's best interest and mine that I sold it. So it you have to make those kind of distinctions. And as you separate yourself, as you grow as a business owner in any in any industry, but in this one specifically, since we're talking about it, it really because you're starting from that passion, so often it's really hard to disconnect yourself from. The difference between being passionate about something and having that as part of your business and having it be still separate from the business itself. Like those are two separate things. Like having passion and being amazing at your job and like being an incredible trainer and motivating people is one facet of your business. and it will complement the actual entity, but they're they're you can separate them. You can join them. they're not mutually exclusive. So I think it's so important when you're a new business owner. Uh, or even one that's been around for a while who isn't scaling to really understand that there are decisions you need to make that are business decisions and they're not always going to be the same as like the happy, lovey, I want everybody to feel good decisions that you sometimes make when you're working from passion and not
2: from profit. So like, this is such a good discussion. <laughs> um, over the past year, I think I've made multiple decisions that fit that same the same discussion without even describing them all but one of the biggest ones that we even touched on right now is transitioning away from my job at a time when I decided to to transition uh my focus from fitness coaching as much as I like I was always in as the coach the main coach the, the head coach to being now the head coach in a business coaching program that was going to take more of my energy because it was brand new. So I like making that decision um, to make all of those life changes during a moment where I'm going to be grieving a whole career shift had to, I had to make that business decision with catch fights and fitness. Like I said earlier, it's my baby ain't going nowhere, but I had to release a part of it in order to be of service in the way that I really knew was my purpose. And something that you were saying um, just now about about the, you know, still starting something and being very passionate about it and then later having to look at it as an entity, um, we can start and start, stop, and create all of these different offers, companies, businesses, five hustles, within our same uh, purpose and passion any, any time. Like we can have like 20 versions of our same purpose and passion um, and, and get after like my purpose in life is to see uh, people reach next heights in their goals. That's why I was such a great fitness coach. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is your goal. Let's research. Cause you know, I'm an investigator by, by trade, I guess. Let's research all the ways that you can do it and find, the best path for you. And it's the same thing with business coaching. I just find joy in helping people make more money as the goal, but it's the same thing. It's like, here's a, here's all the different blueprints and all the different ways of doing it, but which one is right for you, your lifestyle, your business, all of that. I know I just said a ton of stuff, but it was was such a good, good, uh, conversation.
1: Yeah, no, that was awesome. And Amanda and I were literally just talking. I was talking to uh, two other people this week, too, about you have there's a part of you. You said something that's really important because a lot of people don't understand it and it keeps them in their safe zone and in the, the situation that they're in and you said you have to grieve what you were you have to let go and process through because when we when we transition into a new role or into a new country or into a new person or into a new level there's absolutely and we all grieve and we all process in a different way but you have to let go and kind of have, and some people need more closure than others for letting go and grieving that. So I, I love, we literally were just talking about this yesterday. I think it was Amanda. We like, I love that you said that because that when people can't identify that it helped, it, 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 there's a reason, first of all, it makes it harder for them to move forward. If they even still move forward, sometimes they stay in this situation because they're afraid, they don't want to feel that grief. They don't want to go through that transition. And it just kind of, or they're like riding on both sides and it just energetically, spiritually, mind capacity, like, like literally it just holds you back. So I love that you said that.
0: Absolutely. I knew you were going to come of that because I was like, yes, the grieving. And you know, it's like, it's okay to be grateful and happy and comfortable with where you are and who you are, but still at the same time, grieve who you were and where you were. You don't have to be, you don't have to grieve yourself and then feel like that's being disingenuous to who you are now and being ungrateful for who you are and how far you've come. Like the, you can do them at the same time. Like sometimes you move on and then you don't even take a second to process who you were. And then it hits you and you're like, something's wrong. I'm like, well, no, I just haven't let go of this thing. You know, I, and I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to bash moms, but maybe a little bit, but I know I do this as a mom is like, I'll just push everything for me aside. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to push through. I got to do this, 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 and this. And then like one day, 10 years later, you're like, oh, wow. I never really took time to take care of myself, in my opinion on that, even from a business perspective. And I'm actually thinking of a business things that I haven't processed or or that it took me a while to process. And a lot of that stems from feeling like you can't grieve who or what you were or the business that you had that you let go of and still be faithful to who you are and what you become in these days. And it's, that you can do both. It's really okay. You can do both. You can grieve and be happy at the same time. We're very complex creatures. You can do whatever you want.
2: Yeah. I would actually challenge folks that you have to, like it's, it's part of sitting with yourself through that grief journey. And I don't know what is in the universe right now, because I was literally having this conversation a few hours ago. <laughs> it was meant to be. But- and it's funny that oh my god so many things that are proper alignment right now because um I think we we started talking about the grief I think I mentioned uh grieving like what you're letting go and the decisions that you're making um but grieving identities like what I was talking when I you know the identity imagine somebody asked hey Stephanie what do you do for work oh I'm a uh I can't say that anymore. I'm not an agent size special agent anymore. Or even for years I lied about what I did because it's not necessarily something you talk about. You didn't want to ask questions. So I used to tell people I was a financial analyst because I was <laughs> like, I did like financial stuff for um in my investigations. But I was like, Yeah, I can talk about that all day. Uh <laughs> so now it's like even talk like when I say that I was a HSI special agent, it is odd to say it out loud in a public space all the time that I do now um, because it's just a part of my story and it's also a part of my entire identity. But that is something I had to get to through my own brief journey of releasing the identity that I would lie about what I did. It was like so much. And then the, with with my clients nail what I try to hold space for them in their grief journey isn't even always personal. It's the decisions that they made with business. Maybe they came to me and I'm not their first coach or not their fifth coach. And they, you know, are going through all the, this distrust about the decisions that they made before or what they've been told and releasing like, no, it's okay to do this. Know what you were told before, but it is okay to, to be yourself, throw in your special sauce, be your unique and full self in your business or a launch that didn't go well that's probably like the the hardest one to sit with a lot of my clients is like sometimes things need to be need to happen so we can sit sit with it and evaluate it and make um, better moves in the future and then that next time is so much more powerful more fun because you know you know what to do Right. I won't get to go into too much strategy because this this conversation is is so good. But <laughs> you know what to do and you're you're like excited to to look at it in that way. But it only happens if you you sit with what you know what needed to be released about, you know, maybe a failed launch or uh, you know, an angry client or something like that. It's just so much to grieve in business. And I have to say that the conversation that I had earlier today was with a, a a now business partner that we're coming together because she does, um, this is what she does with her clients. So she's going to be coming into my container as a spiritual integration coach and helping my clients like really sit with these moments in their life, because I mean, I'm, I I want to do it and I continue to do it and I will continue to do it. Um, But there's so much in business that these decisions are, you know, we have to make them, but they might not always pop off. They might not pan out. And we've got to, instead of just watching it and moving on or saying we're a bad coach or a bad business owner, we need to sit with it, evaluate it, and then reframe, not just go with the reframe.
1: Yeah. I love this. I mean, definitely (laughs) you're talking spiritual. So that's definitely my, (laughs) my woo woo side is like on fire. However, I will say this and Amanda, I love that you brought this up about the mom thing, because I've dealt with a lot of uh, individuals who, and my kids are, my kids are early mid twenties. So like I've been through it and I, and I've had them leave the house. I've had, you know, had these businesses and stuff. And I think that Yes, you need to grieve that. And yes, like it's in process as well. However, what I will say, and I'd love to hear kind of your take on this is that we can train ourselves not to hold so much identity in that particular thing. And you said something earlier about like, you almost, you lied sometimes about like your position and that could be because of like the discussion. But a lot of times we sink so much identity into our business, like our self-identity into a situation, into, we take things so personal or we sink so much of our personal identity into that. And really, I mean, there's a fine balance of like understanding that, life's going to happen. And like, we don't need to. And I often say, whatever the situation is, it's a part of me, but it's not who I am. Right. And so like really understanding like, okay, that decision, that business decision went awry okay we can like be pissed for a minute but like let's let's figure out but i'm very so so is amanda we're very solution forward like always looking for solutions and i think that it's a it's a combination of both of like really understanding like it is not your full identity so your spiritual coach is going to kind of help with this they're going to help with the grieving process but there's also ways that you can prepare yourself to not not put yourself deeper in that hole every time it happens, because you start to like, you learn how to manage versus always falling into the same pattern, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I love that you guys were discussing this because it is, it's a very interesting kind of dynamic that like you said, it crosses all boundaries, not just in business, but personal and, you know, spiritual and all the other stuff. So I love this discussion.
2: <laughs> I love it too. Um, and to comment on the like what to do when you're starting to feel a little too connected or what does it look like to feel too connected? Um there's a a story reframe. I actually used to do it with my fitness coaching clients, and um I always talk about how the the tools and the strategies are so similar, but uh it in the mindset piece and it, it's it was uh so the bag of fitness coaching, I used to call it like reframing your body story, like writing your, your new body story. And with business coaching, um uh, working with fitness coaches, they're constantly creating these stories that have nothing to do with them. Um maybe some a coast uh uh a, a prospect ghosts them, you know, you they it is an amazing relationship on the sales call, and then they ghost and they're like, oh my gosh, it, what it's me they don't wanna work with me and and they, or I'm too expensive or it's not, my program's not worth it. We're like, no, okay, let's look back. Was the last time? There's usually a story behind the last time you felt that way, or the last time something similar um, uh, happened to you. And let's look at that. And once you realize that it's just like a repeated pattern and you just need to handle that first part, the reframe hits hard, harder. Um, I believe a lot of um, high-functioning people, um, and I I almost hesitated to say, but I really do believe women are just really good at functioning at a really high level, right, and and making it look easy. (laughs) Um, So what happens is we are quick to throw the reframe and not addressing why we have to reframe. So we're constantly having to reframe instead of addressing the, uh, the original issue. So it's like, let's look at where this story originated. What, you know, what what's the baseline? Like what happened, maybe it's a childhood story. I feel like a lot of mine are from young, adult-ho- uh, young adulthood. And I don't know if it's because my memory is shot. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> a lot of it's like college stories or thing, or coming out to the world by myself, like going into the world as an adult. And there's just all this judgment and stories that come about, or even, you know, like you said, where I didn't want to tell people what I did. So now I'm always thinking when I say I'm a business coach, they're like, just waiting for like the, the same thing as when, I, and it's just the story and it's not real. It's based off, you created it. Um, I don't want to say it's not real, but you created it, which means you can, you can, uh, what's the opposite? You can, I don't want to say kill it, but. You can
1: unravel <laughs> it as well. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that. And I mean, if we're getting into the woo-woo side, absolutely develop these things. Amanda and I talk about all the time. I know I talk probably about it more because it's like my jam, but everything is rooted in in the patterns uh that are created absolutely from the time we're born and i believe karmically but that's a whole other like conversation but it definitely like it creates these patterns and these response mechanisms or retreat mechanisms that we have to be able to navigate in kind of like what our belief and what the story was that we saw in that situation good bad or indifference because um, it definitely like five people can experience the exact same like go through the exact same thing, and their stories are going to be very different. Look at siblings, right? They could live the same life more or less, and very different stories. And that definitely applies to business. I love that you are you are helping individuals, and you absolutely, if you do not go to the root or the source of it, you are absolutely continuing to. Uh, Go through like almost it's like a band aid when you try to reframe it because you're not going to the root of where the root cause of that to actually. It's kind of like a weed. If you keep just cutting it and cutting it, it's going to keep growing and growing. It'll keep showing and showing. Right. But when you get to that root, like you're able to actually like kind of put some dirt over it. it might grow back here and there. It might always be kind of underneath the surface. Or I call them skeletons here in your closet. But you learn to lead the dance versus it leading you, and I, I love that you do that with your clients.
2: Yeah, it always mindset is uh, the biggest, um, I guess, tool in order to grow your business and reach your goal in fitness. That was my when I when I created Catch Twice and Fitness. That was the I don't want to say it's the last program. It's just the. The last big program launch and what I fell in love with. Um, because it wasn't catchpikes and fitness in the beginning. Like my cool brand that I love from oh Hold Dear was not <laughs> the first fitness coaching program, but it was always about like your emotional body. Cause one thing I recognized was. Why do I know what to do? Why do I know I, I know exactly how to create a workout plan? Um, I can create, I can track macros, adjust them accordingly, all that kind of stuff. I know all the uses of all the equipment in the gym, but for some reason, I'm I just gained fifty pounds and can't seem to get it off. And soon as I started to uh, work on myself, my mindset, um, pay attention to a lot of the stories I was telling myself. Um, mine was also like a lot of grief and fear that was going on. And I had to unravel that. I had to take care of my emotional body in the same way that I was trying to take care of my physical body. And when I did that magic happened and I had the, you have way more patience with your emotional body than with your physical body. So it's like, you're really getting in and doing the work with business. Unfortunately, (laughs) it's, kind of the opposite. No one wants to do that mindset work or pay attention to like your whole self that's coming into it. Like we had a really good discussion about how like it is a company, but when you're first starting and you're the driving force and you're doing, you're, you're making the decisions. um, It is a hundred percent going to be you bringing your whole self. And then even when you have a full team right now, now the full team, you're still the one leading the team and, that mindset needs to keep getting stronger and stronger. It's, it's the very first thing what people are um, encouraged to do when they come into any of my programs is uh, what's your morning routine look like? Let's let's get that before we talk about any strategy or anything. What's your morning routine look like? How are you taking care of yourself and how are you, where's the space in your day to do that work?
0: Absolutely. So if you could leave, the audience with any last words of wisdom you want to impart to the audience?
2: Mm. How? Because I'm going to tell you guys, uh, right off the bat, I know everything is proper alignment. Um, And the con- what needs to be said is always said, and what needs to be heard is always heard. But trust in the process, like I did today. I came here and showed up thinking it was going to be a business strategy. We talk about nuts and bolts of growing a business, all this. And really it was what, is, what you guys really need to know is that it's about you and um, and taking care of yourself and realizing that it's more than just strategy, right? We, it, we would all be millionaires if, <laughs> if all it is is just follow this blueprint and that's it. So one thing that I wanna leave with you guys is once you get a blueprint, a system to follow, uh, be mindful that you want to make it your own. And I'm gonna say that my dog happy just co-time. <laughs> <laughs> as far as like what to leave you guys with though, the it's funny transitioning to saying like what my gift is going to be for your audience. <laughs> because it's strategy is like it's it's my story, my blueprint. What I did to create my online fitness coaching program, Catch Life the Fitness, I have a training that you all can go to growyouronlinefitbiz.com slash podcast and um, basically see what I did. And then you'll join uh, our community and learn more about like what we're doing, what we got going on. Um, my DMs are always open. I love like talking to my community members, learning what they have going on in their business, what they... What their goals are, what your challenges are, all of that, because I gear a lot of my work around what you have going on so that I could continue to be a service. So please hit me up on Instagram at the Stephanie Julia. Um, yeah, hit me up in the DM.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today. We had fun.
2: I had a great time. Same here. This was a great conversation. I can't wait to listen to it again and again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> me too. Well, for everyone listening, thank you so much. Make sure you like, share. If this resonated with you today, make sure you share it with someone else who would resonate with them. We want to make sure we spread the word about this. Everything about uh, Stephanie will be in the show notes so you can get connected with her on Instagram or through her freebie. So that will be in our show notes. So head back to the thepursuitofbadassery.com and collect that there. Other than that, get after it.
1: All right, everyone, it's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitofbadassery.com.